Welcome to the Yanagita Podcast Show, episode 15. 15! Dang, it's been 15 episodes already. I want to thank you and everybody who has sent in their questions because it's an opportunity to be of service and add value to you tuning in. So thank you so much for your questions. And if you do have questions, send them in. Podcast at gmail.com Alright, first question. I want to go right into this. Courtney from Pure Purpose. <coughs> what inspired your people first mentality? That's a good question. What inspired your people first mentality? Well, it's a, it's a number of things. Number one is my family. My family would always say, it's the family first. And you have to be part of the family meaning you have to contribute. And I just kind of took that family philosophy concept and made it into a fitness gym team. And that's how we continue to just move forward, right? Everybody's family. You walk in, doesn't matter if you have a different background, a different lifestyle, different past, different history. Once you walk in here, we're all the same. Meaning? We're all the same, but we're all different at the same time, right? We're in the same sense that we're all human beings. We typically have two hands and two feet, and human anatomy has not changed over thousands of years. So anatomically and scientifically, we're the same human beings, species. So with that said... The people first mentality definitely comes from the family. Now, I'm going to go to another question that Courtney asked is, what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody wanting to build a business? And this is a really good one because I don't know if I would only give them one because that's really hard. In a sense that if I give one piece of advice, it has to be balanced with the opposite advice. So everybody probably knows the whole thing about work and working hard and the work ethic it takes to build something that's meaningful to people and building something that really helps people. It's not easy. I would say that. That it's not easy building something that they want to build especially if somebody has big dreams I can't remember who told me this but they told me don't be the person with big ambitions with a poor work ethic that's who we don't want to be and besides that I would say balance balance out balance out working hard with making sure you don't burn everybody and everyone else along the path because you will not get those friendships. Well, I shouldn't say you will not. You may not get back those friendships and relationships back. So I would say be wary of starting a business. It ain't sunshine and blue skies and party time with a business. It's none of that. The first, gosh, I mean... The first one to five years are going to be minimum 12-hour days, most likely working from the time you open your eyes 
to the time your head hits the mats, the pillows, mats, thinking about jiu-jitsu. And even then, you might be thinking about it. Even when your head hits the pillow, business people can still think about what's going to happen, what's going to happen today, what happened today, self-reflect, what's going to happen tomorrow, what's going to happen next week. Are we prepared? What steps do we have to take to mitigate risk and all these things? That's just a little sneak peek. But I would say go for it. You know if you are meant to open a business because it's something inside where you feel like you can't live if you don't do it. That's what it was for me. When I was 20, 20, gosh, 22, I had already been fired from my last three jobs. I worked at PacSun, 24-hour fitness, and what was the third job? And and Tani Kai, a local company that I got fired from. And after that, I mean, not only did I probably have a really bad resume, the main thing was I just couldn't live my life. The level of commitment and integrity to me that I have was that if I don't do this and succeed, then I don't deserve to live. Now that's extreme. I am not saying to do that. That is just my conviction, my commitment is I'm going to keep going no matter what, no matter how difficult, no matter what fires and tribulations we have to go through, even such a time like this, when thousands and thousands and thousands of businesses are closing permanently, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be an ugly, hard, sweaty, grinding path. But the path is there, right? Whatever path we take, right? That's why I love the martial arts world, the do, right? The judo, kendo. The, the do is the way. What path and way are you going to go? Definitely not the soft, easy, comfortable one if you're asking that question. So I really appreciate it. And Courtney, you know, if there is something burning inside of you, just go for it. Go for it because... Knowing you, Courtney, you have the personality to persevere. You have a positive attitude that gets things done. So I would just go for it. Because you're also open-minded and very humble to learning new things. So I would go for it. If there's something whispering in your heart, burning in your soul, attack. Attack. Go for it. Next question. Kellen. Kellen, Kellen, Kellen. What is one of the best things to do as soon as you wake up in the morning? It's a good question. Well, I'm going to keep it simple. Get out of bed. <laughs> like what? Yeah. As soon as you wake up, don't lie down. Don't stay lying down. Don't roll over and toss and turn and get up, stand up, be vertical. Go wash your face with cold water. That's the first thing that we need to do because I used to be that guy that when I wake up, 
I would stay in bed for 30 minutes. Even worse, some days a whole hour or two doing nothing productive. Nothing productive. Nothing of value to other people. Just lying around, <laughs> covering and hugging that little comfortable, uh, what do you call that, blanket. Blanket, dang. I said it in Japanese. Anyway. That I would say the first thing to do is just get up. Don't hit the snooze button. Don't toss and turn. Just stand up. Jump out of bed. Be vertical. That's the number one thing. I would say the things after that, I mean, it's person to person. It really depends what you do. I mean, I've heard a bunch of people say things of do 100 sit-ups or do this or do that or do this to activate your brain. There's a bunch of things, but... Think there's one thing that will guarantee work is drink two cups of water first thing in the morning. Just do that. We're dehydrated. We've been sleeping six to eight hours. Drink two cups of water first thing before you drink coffee. Before you drink anything else, drink two cups of water. Now after that, the recommendation, the prescription is typically some sort of exercise, right? Exercise. Whether people recommend you to do 100 jumping jacks, right? Do five minutes of jumping jacks straight. Do 10, 20 burpees. Whatever that is, that will wake up your system. You will get the blood flowing. You might not start sweating, but you will get the blood flowing and your brain will start activating, releasing dopamine, endorphins, all the good feel hormones to get you going. That would probably be it. I mean, we could go deeper than that, going into morning routines, reading, taking cold showers. But like I said, these are all people, person to person case. I wouldn't recommend them to every single person. But for you, Kellen, since you do like the challenging stuff, try it out. Let me know what you think. Wake up, jump out of bed, actually get up earlier. Make sure you're up before the sun. As a young man, Kellen, I would say wake up before the sun. This is specifically for Kellen. Uh, I'm not going to, this is different, you know, ask other people or stuff like that if you're listening to this. But I would say good principle is to wake up before the sun. Don't hit the snooze button. Get up. Drink two cups of water. And for you, try some cold shower therapy. Jump in the shower. Turn it all the way cold. Sit there for two minutes. And for you, Kellen, do 20 burpees right after that. Just those few things, you will feel a different person within the first 15 minutes of waking up. You'll be ready to crush your day, no matter what that is. All right, Kellen, hope that helped out, buddy. Next question, we got Isaiah. How do you maintain a positive energy and attitude? I would say that's the only option, for me at least. It really is the only option. Nobody likes the pessimistic guy or girl. Nobody likes the person who is negative, who is thinking about all the heinous things in the world. Do I think about them? Of course. Am I just one of those, oh, everything is happy, happy? Of course not. Right, you can't be in business or you can't be a you know, you can't lead a team or you can't do these things if there's no realism. 
connected with positivity, right? If I just say everything is good, 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 people aren't going to believe that. And that's not true anyway, right? There's some realism mixed into it. And I think that's what makes me more happy and positive, I would say, is the realism that's mixed into it. That I'm not perfect. I'm flawed. I'm no one special. I'm just a guy that likes to help people, that likes people in general. I like talking to people. I like training people. I like listening to people. I like when people are happy and I like serving, being of service, adding value, all those things. It's more so of just knowing myself is what keeps the positive energy and attitude. Now, for something more tangible, because those are all intangible things, how to maintain that energy? That's a good question because it's easy to be happy and positive for a little while. It's very easy to be positive and happy for six months, for one year, and then boom, it's like, boom, that's it. Get some anchors in place. Discipline yourself to follow through on those anchors. For me, this is just for me personally, not for anybody else. You, you can modify the following for your lifestyle. But it's hard because I can only give general advice because if you're sitting in front of me one-on-one -on -one and you tell me your lifestyle, you tell me your job, you tell me your family stresses, you tell me all of those things, we can modify it to specifically fit your mold. But listen and just take it with a grain of salt. For me, I'm always up before the sun. 99% of the time up, up before the sun. Maybe five times a year I might sleep in till 6 or 6.30. Most of the time I will read first thing in the morning. Right, That one is more of an 80%, which I'm disappointed in myself. I might miss a day or two a week. So besides those things, working out is a great anchor. Training jujitsu, jujitsu is a great anchor. Theragun, recovery methodologies are wonderful, wonderful. If you haven't heard about percussion therapy, go look that up right after this. Percussion therapy, Theragun, and a bunch of other names as well. And also eating healthy is a big thing because it's hard to stay positive. It's very hard to stay positive actually. If I'm eating junk all the time, I'm not sleeping well, and that just comes with being, not being, but living a healthy lifestyle and also being, I guess, right? Being that cognizant person making the healthy choices because we all have choices to whether to pick that Snickers bar at the office or to not to make something at home you know spend the 10-15 minutes prepare your lunch or to watch more Netflix or play on your phone for 10 or 15 minutes choices and it sucks because I think positive energy for me comes from the self-respect, which comes from the self-discipline. Because it's hard. If, you don't, if I don't discipline myself, I can't respect myself. 
And it's hard to respect yourself if you don't discipline yourself in a sense of working out, even if I don't feel like it. Waking up early, even if I don't feel like it. Showing up, even if I don't feel like it. Talking to this one person, listening to that one person, even when I don't feel like it. Leading, even when I don't feel like it. Doing anything when I don't feel like it. But when you do follow through and show up, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, and you have the discipline to actually follow through and execute, the self-love, self-respect go up. And that just transfers, right? Because if you're, if you're someone who loves themselves and it increases that self-respect of themselves, self-respect, not given respect, self-respect from self-discipline, not discipline from somebody else, but internal discipline, we'll feel a much, much, much better about ourselves. That I know for sure, especially without getting into tangents, coming from a really dark path of of getting abused as a child. It's the first time I'm saying this live. To being bullied because my confidence was shot. Right? You lose faith in adults as a young kid. Oh, you probably liked it. You're a boy. Right? And that leads you to all kind of psychological things of like, oh man, I, I guess I don't matter. My words don't matter. No, I, I can't trust anybody. That led to being ostracized and then bullied, beat up, which I don't regret at all because it led me down to jiu-jitsu, wrestling, martial arts. And then after that, fell into drugs. I don't regret any of the path that I've taken. But with that said, whenever I let go of self-discipline, whenever I stopped working out just because eh, I worked out for nine months, I'm going to stop working out. I would fall off the wagon. Same with if I stopped showing up in school. Oh, I got smacked. Failed college. FFFD. 0.9 college GPA dropping out. Now, I'm not saying this because I don't regret any of this. Because it led me down different paths. But at the same time the positivity comes because of some of the darkness that we overcame. And it's a mentality that the darkness isn't as bad. And not that it's not as bad, I should say, excuse me, that we have those two options. The soft, comfortable path or the harder path, which is we're going to require humility, sacrifice, courage, service, giving respect, adding value. I know I went off on some tangents on that one. Hope there was some things you can take away, Isaiah.
Appreciate your question. You're a good guy, man. I love your positivity as well, Isaiah. Next question. Asia, what is the best advice you could give someone when it comes to getting active based on your personal experiences? Ooh, that is a good question. And I just had the answer in my head, but when you ask, what is the best advice? One more time. What is the best advice you could give someone when it comes to getting active based on your personal experience? Number one is just do something. Do anything. Actually, lower the bar to start. Hmm? What did you say, Justin? Did you say lower the bar? Yes. I'm all for raising the bar, raise the standards, raise the expectation, raise the game, raise the team. I'm all for that. But initially, not only for myself when I first started, but for hundreds of other people, if you tell someone who, like myself in the beginning, insecure, shy, low self-confidence, insecure and low self-confidence when I first started, and you told me that you set the bar high, you're gonna deadlift three times your body weight, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do 100 push-ups in two minutes, I would have been freaking out. I would have been like, nope, 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 nope. That just is not realistic. That's not happening. I'm gonna just do something else. That's ridiculous. What helped was just taking that first step. Literally, the first step is making the phone call to a gym, a trainer, a friend, somebody who will hold you accountable. That's number one. Take that first step. Number two is just show up. It's so easy to not show up. I mean, it's it's so easy to not show up. And I would say, if it makes it easier... You're not only showing up for yourself. When we work out, when we work out and we feel better, we have more energy, vitality, more functional, physical strength, mental clarity. Who does that also help? You, you guys have seen those, those pictures, right? I'm trying to get that picture in my head where there's two people holding a battery. One, the person's battery is full. The second person, the battery is low low, or halfway full. Now, when that person is trying to give, the person with the half battery or low battery is going to start bleeding. They're going to have a really hard time giving energy or anything to their loved ones and their friends and family. The person with the high vitality, the high level of energy, mental clarity and strength. When they give, you know, when they give encouragement, when they give compliments, when they give a respectful attitude, when they're courteous, when they're kind, their bar might dip a little bit, right? But they're making sure their battery is full, their cup is full. I would say that just start simple set the bar low like what and one more time set the bar low to start off with working out just go for a walk you will feel 
physically different after a 30 minute power walk. It's just scientifically proven. And then stretch that out to 32 minutes, to 35 minutes, to 38 minutes, 45 minutes. Gradually, over the weeks and months and years, you may be running, you may be lifting weights, you may be doing, you may actually surprise yourself. But I'd say don't pressure yourself out. Don't set the bar too high at the beginning. Now, once you get the hang of things and the confidence goes up, self-esteem goes up, of course, shoot high, shoot for the moon, shoot for the stars. I'm all for that. But in the very beginning, right, for myself when I was insecure and low self-confidence, yeah, telling me I'm going to lift heavy weights and start doing pull-ups and stuff like that, I would be freaked out. So... My PE teacher in middle school did a really good job, Mr. Soon, Mark Soon, did a really good job of telling me I'm only going to run for 60 seconds straight. That's it, because I couldn't run. Yanagito, you're going to run for 60 seconds straight. Okay, yeah, I I think I can do that. Just one minute? Yeah, one minute run, and then you can walk for one minute. Oh, Oh, okay, yeah, I think I can do that. Boom, day one, I did that. Day two, I'm going to do 60, I'm going to, yeah, repeat. And it was a small adjustment. They saw how simple that was. Small micro wins daily will lead to big victories long term. So that would be my advice. One more time, set the bar low and just start doing something. But gradually increase it and keep moving forward. That would be the advice. All right. We got next question. Thomas. Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. Ooh, I like this one. (sighs) Thomas, I love this guy. Pichon. If you ask me to repeat that, ask him. I love this guy. Thomas, he's a hardworking guy. Good question right here. Why is jujitsu good and how does it help you through life, excluding combat situations? Okay, well, this is going to be a good one. It helps with self-confidence, self-esteem, self-respect. Because when we are able, we have the actual knowledge and application to defend ourselves and the reality so if you haven't done jiu-jitsu or wrestling it's very very similar to wrestling it's basically submission wrestling so think about when someone grabs you violently and shakes you and you know things like that to a jiu-jitsu guy it's you know it's no big deal it's like oh this guy's spazzing out this guy's freaking out no big deal we know how to handle that now if we never trained before we don't know what that's like we will actually freak out and we'll start getting emotional we'll start losing our cool and we'll start reacting instead of properly responding so i mean that's just one example but jiu-jitsu has so many benefits because because of the realism connected with jiu-jitsu and in Japanese, they always say martial arts should be to seek the truth, the path of truth, the path of truth. 
And there are many martial arts where you can pretend you're legit, you can pretend form and technique and all of that. Particularly in jiu-jitsu. I mean, there's other martial arts too. Muay Thai, boxing, all that stuff too. But the question was, why is jiu-jitsu? Is because there is a realism to it. You can't really fake it. And I think that's a really good thing for our egos. So that's the other thing. It's great for the ego. And you know this, Thomas. And for those listening, here's one. At a certain point in our, as an adult, it's easy to start masking the insecurities, start hiding and trying to be invulnerable by hiding the insecurities and, you know, protecting our little egos. And it's so easy to start living life like that. And that's why you will see me in the past dress a certain way and I I would, you know, fantasize about driving specific cars because I was so insecure. I was so insecure. And it kills me to see friends and people that I know, you know, in that path and bless their hearts. But the ego, it's one of the best ways to have a healthy ego get beat up understand the realities of you know like one of those situations because another thing about jiu-jitsu gosh i want to do a whole freaking episode on this and you know if you're listening and you've done jiu-jitsu reach out to me because let's talk it's very hard to surprise somebody who's doing jiu-jitsu on the streets unless you do a swift kick or or you pull out a gun or something like that something where it's you know you're gonna that, that well, I mean that's a crazy thing that might be the only thing but for somebody if they grab you or if they're threatening you or if they're escalating because in jiu-jitsu you can feel that escalation rise of someone's tension you can feel it that Number one, best self-defense is don't engage, right? Check yourself, check yourself, put your ego down. Not, not being submissive, but just put your ego down, right? No need to pound your chest and, you know, fight this person where you could get a lawsuit or anything like that. But just put your ego down, walk away, de-escalate the situations. That's it. Done. Now, if we never had jiu-jitsu experience, right? I was a hothead. I would get ticked off, fight with my neighbors as a kid, right? We'd fight King of the Hill style. Who's the toughest guy in our neighborhood? Who's the toughest boy, young boy in the neighborhood? And it was from insecurity. Insecurity. And as soon as I started learning jujitsu at 16 years old, I lost almost all desire to fight. Isn't that weird? I've almost lost all desire to fight on the street. It's because of the reality. When you're going full speed, when someone's pushing and pulling and shoving you and pushing you around and training. I mean, 
you, you don't you don't want that in real life and you, you hear this all the time from the great Bruce Lee and all these other martial arts UFC fighters will say hey man actually you, you don't really want to fight outside because of the danger not only the danger but the reality so that is what I'll leave with it's good for the ego it's good for the good for keeping the ego in check so with that said with that said with that said jiu-jitsu is good keep training it's a good question one more time let me look at the question one more time Thomas Thomas probably I'm going to see you soon, Thomas. Why is jiu-jitsu good and how does it help you through life? Another humbling perspective in jiu-jitsu is that there is always someone bigger, faster, stronger, more skilled, more technical than you. That is a hard pill to swallow for people who are egotistical. That is a hard pill to swallow for someone with a big ego, arrogant, Right? Because you don't want to admit that. It's hard for perfectionists because there is no perfect technique. There is no perfect position. There is no perfect skill. So, once again, it's good for the ego. With that, that's the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Yanagita Podcast Show, episode 15 again. Please send us your questions, Podcast at gmail.com or find me at the Yanagita Fitness Gym on Maui. Wailuku, 800 Eha Street, Unit 9. Come work out with me. Also find me on social media, Justin Yanagita. Have a wonderful day, guys.